0: Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. October 3rd, 2022. Should Disney reconsider ESPN's future? Disney CEO Bob Chapek's modus operandi appears to be driving price. Knowing Disney, super fans cannot live without Disney's experiences and content. Chapik has used park reservations and new pricing schemes to meaningfully raise guest spending across Disney's theme parks, even as international visitation to Disney's parks remains anemic, with international guests historically spending far more than domestic visitors. Then in August, he announced a 38% Disney Plus price increase aimed at meaningfully reducing streaming losses with a goal of reaching profitability by 2024. Disney Plus subs can opt out of the price increase if they do not mind advertising or shift into a double or triple play bundle that should meaningfully reduce churn. The ESPN Catch-22. In a similar vein, Disney's ESPN division has used sports rights that consumers could not live without, most notably the NFL, to drive affiliate fees for decades. However, it's becoming increasingly unclear if that strategy can continue to work as linear TV usage fades. As we wrote back in August, the acceleration in cord cutting means that for the first time ever, subscribers to multi-channel television bundles are falling faster than affiliate fees per subscriber are rising. We believe cable network affiliate fees are entering a period of secular decline. Disney management appears keenly aware of the stiffening headwinds facing basic cable networks such as ESPN and have shifted their focus to cost cutting. For ESPN, cutting costs effectively means reducing overall sports rights. Look no further than Disney's recent decision to give up Big Ten rights. We suspect this is just the beginning of ESPN shedding sports rights to right-size their cost structure relative to revenue outlook. ESPN is also shifting more content to ESPN+, which just raised pricing by 43% for non-bundled subscribers, $9.99 versus $6.99. But herein lies the catch-22. To maintain ESPN profits, ESPN is being forced to offer less premium content than they did before, as well as shift content to their own direct-to-consumer streaming service that competes with Linear TV's bundle. At the same time, ESPN needs to keep renewing its affiliation agreements with distributors and drive at least mid-single-digit annual rate increases per subscriber. Enter Dish and Sling, who initially balked at Disney's current rate increases for their cable network portfolio and owned an operated station group. This past Saturday morning, all Disney ESPN broadcasting cable networks went dark on Dish and Sling. Programming was restored late Sunday evening, well ahead of Monday night football on ESPN. We believe Dish and Sling represent about 10% of ESPN subscriber base, 7 to 8 million subscribers of Dish's 10 million total Dish and Sling subs, with about 1 million or less subscribers to ABC owned and operated TV station markets. In turn, Dish collectively pays Disney well over $1 billion per year. Imagine sitting in Dish's shoes. Disney's pushing all of its most iconic family programming to Disney+, Plus, including shifting ABC TV series such as Dancing with the Stars, exclusively to Disney+. Plus. FX's best programming is now premiering on or primarily being watched on Hulu, not to mention all the ABC programming on Hulu. And ESPN is looking to reduce sports programming, do more with less, and shift more content to ESPN+. Beyond NFL programming, linear TV watch time is being cannibalized by direct-to-consumer streaming services and other forms of entertainment, such as TikTok and YouTube. Despite all of this, Disney wants meaningful annual step-ups driven by the power of the NFL. Given the brevity of the blackout, we suspect Dish caved to Disney. What we do not know is how many sports fans are really left at Dish after years of programming battles, and the loss of regional sports programming. We've heard from VMVPDs that less than half their sub-base watches NFL programming on Sunday. Clearly, Dish was not prepared to be dark during Monday Night Football. Should Disney reconsider punting ESPN? Regardless of who caved, the far bigger issue is why does Disney want to be in the sports cable network business? Broadcasting cable networks are challenged enough But not being able to own the content makes the transition to streaming that much more difficult. We have to imagine carriage barrels are going to get uglier as more and more linear TV content shifts to streaming, while linear channels continue to push for higher rates. The number one reason we hear from investors for keeping ESPN inside Disney is the strength of ESPN's cash flows that fund Disney's streaming ambitions. We do not disagree, but if the MVPD sub-base erodes faster than expected, The pressure from sports rights cost step-ups eats into free cash flow pretty fast. Given the growing linear TV headwinds and the soaring cost of sports rights, we cannot help but think levering up ESPN and spinning it off sooner than later would maximize value for Disney shareholders. With Disney streaming services set to be profitable in 2024, the need for funding from ESPN will also meaningfully decrease over the next couple of years. Chapik has made it clear coming out of Sun Valley 2022 that he wants to keep ESPN and manage the transition from linear bundled channel business to direct-to-consumer streaming platform. But we have to wonder if eroding TV industry fundamentals, look at the Premier Week ratings here, and battles such as Dish and Sling might cause him to rethink that strategy.